Hey, Against All Odds is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. It has great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, college basketball, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook. You want to know why? It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You get your winnings fast, sometimes as quickly as two hours. And it's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. Discover the most popular same-game parlays each day right when you log in. And if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code against all odds so they know I sent you. All right, welcome to Against All Odds. We're here on a Wednesday, not any Wednesday, March Madness Eve. And who better to usher in the greatest tournament on earth? Let's bring him in. The committee thought long and hard and gave him the number one overall seed of college basketball analysts. I think they get I think they did the right thing. It's a good call. From ESPN, Jay Billis. Thanks for jumping on against all odds, Jay. Oh, thanks for having me. Good to be with you. Jay, you know, the field of 64 hasn't even tipped off yet. Uh, and are you already exhausted? I mean, I, I looked and I saw, I read your ESPN column. You broke down, <laughs> in, you know, in addition to Selection Sunday and all the questions you have to ask and answer and all the dumb interviews like this you have to do. You broke down all 32 first round games thoroughly in your ESPN column. You penned four paragraphs on Gonzaga, Georgia State for crying out loud. How tired are you already? I am energized. Nice. Uh, a lot of Red Bull and other <laughs> substances that I don't get tested for. So I'm, I'm actually in good shape. I feel great. Nice. And so the brackets come out Sunday night. How long does it take you for you to fill out yours? Because I need well, like 13 to, hours. Yeah. We, we actually have to do it while we're on the air. Right. So we, we do that bracketology show and we get handed the bracket and they need it back to put our graphics together on what our picks are. So we do it in about two or three minutes. So wow. you're not really taking a deep dive into where's this game being played? What time is it? All this stuff is it Thursday or Friday. Uh, it, it's basically based upon what you what you know about each team and the study you've done. And then it's instinctive. But I'll go back and redo it and and rethink it. And oftentimes, the more I think about it, the the, the less accurate my picks are. <laughs> so maybe maybe, you know, having my dog make the pick or letting my secretary do it or having my wife who doesn't really follow the game do it is actually a better way to win, win my bracket pool. It, it does seem that way. doesn't it though? I, yeah. I was wondering, like, do you go back like on a Sunday night? I'm like, Oh, I wish I had a do over there. I would have, I would have had Arkansas going further or something like that. Is there one that stands out in the past where you're like, Oh, I, wh why do they have to make us put us on the spot and make us pick right now? Yeah, I used to, that's a good question. I used to, the mistakes I made were, were when I went with an upset pick Mm -hmm. That, uh, you know, you were trying to give people something that that you thought, hey, this could happen. Take a look at this and you wind up picking it. Uh, but what I what I try to do with first round upsets um, and I have a number of them in my bracket this year is is when you're when you're going to pick an upset, make sure that you're picking an upset where you're confident either team that wins that first round game is going to lose their next one. Because a lot of times, I you know, in the past years ago, I, I blew up my own bracket. It wasn't some team doing it to it. Like last year, Illinois blew up my bracket by losing to Loyola Chicago. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but but I've blown my own up a couple times by you know going with a trendy upset pick because that, that's what people seem to want. So uh, I, I'd rather be right at the end than make people happy on Selection Sunday. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to it. I mean, you have like uh, in your final four, you have either ones or two seeds and you can't really get on your case, right? Because, uh, yeah, there, I think there's probably been 
the last 12 years have yielded a double digit, you know, seed in the second round. But um, yeah, the cream rises to the crop typically, right? Usually. So in 2008, I picked all four number one seeds to get to the final four. And and on Selection Sunday, I took a lot of heat over it, mm-hmm. uh, saying that, that, you know, way to go out on a limb. And what? how good is it to go out on a limb if you're not right? Well, all four number one seeds made it that year, but that happens to be the only time that's happened since the tournament expanded in 85. You know, somebody, some of these number one seeds are going to lose in the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight, or they may lose in the second round to an 8-9. It's possible. But uh, the question is, which ones? Yeah. And, uh, and you don't necessarily know which ones. So if you're just looking to get a number, the goal is to have as many Sweet 16 teams alive when you get there. My goal is to get 14 out of 16 mm-hmm. uh, and as many elite eight teams and as many final four teams. So if you go with all number ones, you're probably going to have more final four teams than others rather than if you're trying to pick the one that's going to pick them off. That 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 gets a little dicey. Sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Now, I want to talk more tournament in a second. But first, I'd like to discuss Coach K's uh, final regular season game. You were there, Cameron Indoor Stadium, a few weeks ago. I believe 96 of his former players were there. Yeah. Um, talk to us about that, how surreal that was. Uh, did it live up to your expectations, aside from the loss, of course? Well, yeah, I didn't. I, I don't care who wins these games anymore. I mm-hmm. got over that a long time ago. Uh, but it was surprisingly emotional that you know, intellectually, you know that Coach K is 75 years old, and and we all knew this was his last year when he announced it. But when you got to the last game, that this was the last time he was going to coach in Cameron Indoor Stadium, uh, there were a lot of emotions that came came from it. And I, I, honestly, I wasn't sure how I was going to handle it. I thought I did fine, mm-hmm. uh, so I was kind of proud of that. But uh, you know, the night before, when we were on Sports Center or some one of the platforms we were on, I I'd said, you know, I met Coach K when I was 17. And I, I honestly, I, I, I believe this. I don't know where I'd be had he not been in my life. Like, I don't think I would have gone to law school. He, he made that possible and greased the skids for that to happen. He hired me as an assistant coach. I worked for him as a grad assistant for three years. And, uh, and he really helped me get into broadcasting. He knew I had an interest in it out of high school and introduced me to a Duke alum that was a big shot at ABC sports. And I worked for ABC sports during the summers while I was in college and really learned the business. And, um, you know, I, 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 I hope I wouldn't be homeless and, you know, selling <laughs> pencils on the street if I didn't, didn't have them in my life. But I, I, I don't think I know my life would be substantially different. Well, hold on. Are you saying that coach K did, did something and it got you into law school? Is this a Laurie Laughlin uh, situation? We're going to have to find out someone, someone's going to have to do jail time for this, right? Yeah. We're, it's probably worse than that. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, uh, I was playing professional basketball and, uh, and he had called me and offered me a position on his staff. He knew I had applied to law school, but I was going to apply and defer. And truthfully, I just didn't think I was going to get into Duke. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, if you take this job, uh, I, I think you'll get in. And wow. uh, maybe he knew that maybe it was a thing where the school didn't want me. I, I never got the details from him, but I know that he was influential in my making that decision. And it was it was one of the best decisions I've made. Nice. Well, one of my big regrets. Well, one of my big regrets is actually going to law school. Uh, unlike you, it wasn't a, a formidable law school and I didn't use it um, to my advantage. Although you know, you're in sports media, too, um, at a much uh, higher level. But another regret, not ever going to Cameron Indoor and watching Duke under Coach K. Tell me what I missed out on. Uh, at least tell me, did I miss out on like a lot of swearing on the sidelines, but just the atmosphere in general? Uh, I'm, I'm bummed. I never knocked this off my bucket list. 
on the swearing thing, the answer is yes. You missed a lot of swearing. <laughs> okay. Uh, you and and in the eighties, most of the swearing was directed at me. Oh. Um. But but I, I think you missed sort of going to Fenway and being at the seventy five, you know, game game six mm-hmm. when Carlton Fisk hit it out, or uh, being at Wrigley Field um, and sitting in the bleachers. It's that kind of bucket list deal. Or, or playing Augusta or Pine Valley or something where you, you just, you, you're kind of pinching yourself the whole time. And, you know, I spent, I don't know, thousands of hours in that place as a player and assistant coach, as a broadcaster. And there's never been a time that I've been in there where I, I, I wasn't saying, don't take this for granted because it's not like this everywhere. Hmm. Uh, there's just something about it. I, I think the building has a soul. And I feel that way about Allen Fieldhouse of Kansas. I feel that way about Cameron. It, it's just, you know, I, Mike Jaminski, who's a good friend, played at Duke before I did and was an All-American there, said it's the, he calls it the second holiest building on campus next to the Duke Chapel. Hmm. And uh, and I think he's probably right there. Now, now, you've said before, fans always point to Leitner and Grant Hill and Bobby Hurley, uh, those championship teams, and they say they put the program on the map. But I've heard you say Johnny Dawkins is the most important player to the Duke program. Without Johnny Dawkins, Coach K is not Coach K. Hmm. I don't know if Coach K would agree with that. He he might have been uber successful anyway, but I don't see it happening. Uh, Johnny Dawkins is the most important player to ever play at Duke, and I and certainly without argument, most important player under Coach K, because it doesn't get going. Like I played on the first time I played an NCAA tournament game was the first time Coach K coached in one. We had the same amount of experience going into that game. And uh, so we were on his first ACC championship team, his first final four team, his first uh, NCAA championship game, all that stuff. But none of that happens without Johnny Dawkins. We would have been good without him, but we wouldn't have been great. And we were great with him because he was great. And uh, and but but, you know, the 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 Leitner Hill Hurley teams, I was an assistant on those teams and they, you know, they, they put that thing through the roof. So Johnny used to say, Hey, we, we built this foundation, but they, they, they put the roof on it. Interesting. And you think coach K would agree with you that it's Johnny. I would appreciate if you ask coach K and then get back to me on his answer as well. But you think he would say, you know, honestly, I think he would agree with that, that, you know, you you know how this is like, you know, you're a, you're, you're good at what you do or something, or, you know, I, I was a really good player coming out of high school and I thought I was as good as anybody. And then you see somebody like Johnny Dawkins or Michael Jordan or Len Bias, you're going, okay, whoever said all men are created equal (laughs) was lying. That's not true. Um, Johnny was on a different level and, uh, and, you know, Mark Allery was a great player an all-american but 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 johnny johnny was just on a different level Mm. how do you think coach k would have done in the nba i mean it's not a foregone conclusion that there's success rate obviously these guys even with the players um you go from being used to losing one or two games a year typically you're taken by one of the worst teams the bottom seven or eight teams and you're going to lose like 50 or god forbid 60 games a year do you think coach k would have been able to deal with that or did he make the right move uh staying put well, he certainly made the right move by staying put, but he would have done extraordinarily well on any level. Hmm. Uh, now, if, if he had coached in the NBA and that had been his uh, his main gig, uh, certainly he would have had like Greg Popovich or something had down years. But but he he's Coach K is the real deal. Like he's not only a great coach and a great leader, he's a great guy. And I actually think being a great guy uh, uh, is a big part of, of his being such a great coach because 
we always knew he believed in us and he would fight for us. And, uh, and he is so great off the court. Like I, people, one of the things people don't realize about coach K he's ridiculously funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so he, he's just, he's a great guy to be around. And I was talking with a former teammate of mine and we were saying, God, they, you know, the off season coach K is always so much more fun to be around than the in season coach K. And now we're going to get the off season coach K all the time. Mm-hmm. So there are some things to look forward to, but, uh, but I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss him, uh, competing. Uh, it, it'll be different. Yeah. I mean, he's getting up in age and obviously the travel and everything else has to factor in. But what do you think the NIL deals and the the change? Because I know a lot of coaches like to have control over the players and you can have a little less control if your starting point guard is pulling in a million five from, uh, you know, five hour energy drink or something. Right. Do you think that factors in at all with someone like Coach K? I I don't. I think I think if all these guys that are saying that most of them are in their 60s or or 70s, whatever, that are that are the biggest complainers about the way things are now. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they hark back to the old days, but but none of them seem to hark back to the old days when they were only making seventy five thousand dollars a year. Um, You know, the, the, the game is is it's a pro game now and it's sold like the NBA. It's played. Everything's like the NBA. And it's, it's, it's almost laughable to think that, that the players wouldn't, uh, wouldn't get a piece, at least a small piece of the pie. They're only getting a small piece right now. They're right. going to get more that that's going to happen. They're going to get more because you can't run a multi-billion dollar business like this and expect the, the revenue generators to say, oh yeah, we're, we're fine with just this little sliver. That's not going to happen. All right, Jay, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, here's a good deal, Jay. You get you bet $5, you get $150. Huh? Not bad. Start your bracket with a bang right now. FanDuel Sportsbook is giving new customers a $150 instant bonus. Guaranteed. That's right. You get $150 in bonus site credit, and you'll have to do, all you have to do is place your first bet of $5 or more. How you bet the bracket is up to you. You could choose from the money line, totals, prop bets, so much more. Yes, we'll get into it with Jay, who he likes in the final four. But you should know that with this cash out option, the ball's in your court so you can close out your bet whenever you want before the game is over. Join FanDuel today with promo code against all odds. Then you can place your $5 bet to score $150 in bonus site credit. It's guaranteed. That's promo code against all odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. All right, now back to the tournament real quick. So we've talked about on this podcast, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. When you consider teams going forward and how much they're going to advance in the tournament, which three factors, maybe rank these three factors, coaching, guard play, uh, experience. All of them are key. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but the players are the most important thing. So it's great when the coach has experience of knowing how to handle certain things, you know, but a lot of it's off the court ticket requests, travel, all the things you have to navigate, uh, in the NCAA tournament that can trip you up, up a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, but really it's mostly about players. So your thing about experience is, is important. It's not dispositive, but it's important because we've had a couple freshman dominated teams win in the last 10 years, you know, Duke won in 2015, uh, when they weren't the, they were all freshmen uh, of their lead guys and Kentucky won in 2012 when their lead guys were freshmen, but experience, you'd rather have experienced talent rather than super talent. I think most of the, most of the time. Uh, and then guard play is important until you need to grab a rebound or block a shot. Yeah. I, I've never seen a team win it that didn't have good balance front court and backcourt. And that's true of mid majors too, that 
the mid-majors that break through, all of them can score and guard in the post. And so if you have just a guard-dominated team and you don't have big guys, they can pull an upset, maybe two, but they're not gonna they're not gonna get to a final four unless they've got they've got balance across the board. Give me a player you've watched all season. You you think they could improve their draft stock the most uh, in this tournament. I mean, people love, I love Keegan Murray. I love watching him play, but I think he's slated to go like sixth or seventh anyway. Is there any mid-range player that you think could uh, jump a couple levels? Yeah, well, there are a bunch of guys that can jump a, a, a few levels. I mean, we, we I think the the guys at UConn, like Adama Sonogo, uh, could could jump up there and uh, and people could see what, what he's really all about. There's a player at Colorado State named David Roddy, who I think is going to play in the NBA. He's this undersized big guy at 6'6", but he's really skilled. Uh, EJ Liddell at Ohio State. Uh, they've got a tough matchup uh, in that first round playing Loyola Chicago. Ohio State got knocked out last year early uh, by Oral Roberts and Max Asmus and Kevin O'Banner, who's Kevin O'Banner is now at Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. But but EJ Liddell is is uh, he could he could jump up there as well. Um, there there's so many, and then Ben Matherin at uh, at Arizona. Uh, Matherin's right. more of a Jump shooter, uh, really athletic, but I, but I think you know playing at Arizona, people are going to see him even more. The scouts know about him, but people are going to see him even more. Yeah. All right. Now I know you don't care too much about gambling, and shame on you for that. But um, I, I should point out in the last two tournaments combined, the um, there's in the first round, there's been a total of ten games that are three point spread or less. This year, thirteen in the first round. People are saying it's because the transfer portal makes it easier for good players to go back and forth. Um, first of all, what do you think about that? And is that going to continue um, as we see it? I mean, they're going to be, I mean, we're looking at like Murray state against San Francisco in the first round. Like you look at that matchup, you'd be like, Oh my God, that looks like a third round matchup where things went completely sideways for the, for the lower seeds. Right. Yes. Uh, so Murray State, actually, to, to your last question, has some really good players. To, you know, Tevin Brown mm-hmm. uh, played with John Morant in the same backcourt. He's really talented, really good. Um, KJ Williams had 39 in the game earlier this year. Um, but the transfer portal question, yes. I mean, the transfer portal makes it easier to be good right away. I don't know that you can use it necessarily to be great. But, but um, you know, gone are the days where a, a coach gets a job and he gets a three-year grace period to build the program up. You, you have to be able to build it right away through the transfer portal. Uh, so we're seeing recruiting change. And, it's you know, people like to say free agency. It's not free agency uh, in the NBA. But, but you can build a lot faster. And then a lot, part of it's the COVID year. A lot of, lot of teams are older this year. So the number of teams that have a bunch of sixth-year seniors and older guys, I thought that would have led to a little bit more consistency by teams. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem to have done that, but, uh, but we, we've got some powerful teams at the top, but we don't have the superpower that we had last year with Baylor and Gonzaga, where you knew they were going to be in the final four and you knew they were going to, uh, those two teams were going to be the champions. Um, this year, it's a little more balanced at the top where you've got a number of contenders, but I still think there's only six teams that that are that are in the pool to win it. There are a number of teams that get to a final four because if if your bra- if, if somebody loses in your bracket, opens up a path for you, there are a bunch of teams that can win four games. There are a finite number that can win six and win the whole thing. That's a different, different ballgame. Interesting. So you said six teams. So we know your final four is Kansas, Arizona, Gonzaga, and Kentucky. So who are the who's the plus two? 
I think you, I, I think UCLA and Purdue, I would put up there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I had Duke in there. I, I had it at eight before. Um, I, I thought Duke was there, but they're not playing as well right now. It doesn't mean they can't put it together because they've got all the pieces. Duke has the most talent. They're, they're just so young. Um, uh, and, and, you know, Kentucky should be in there as well. Cause I think Kentucky can, can mm-hmm. win the whole thing. Um, but, but it, it, it's not, you know, when you start talking about winning it, you know, you're really talking about ones and twos and the occasional three in, in a given year, right. uh, you have to go back a long way where you had a higher seed win it. And, and it's usually because the committee screwed up the seating. Like, I think the last time was probably 2014 when UConn played Kentucky and Kentucky was an eight seed that year and made it to the championship game. And you're going, what are you kidding me? They, they were a three seed and the committee just screwed the seating up. Right. Um, so, so you can have one of those. I just don't know that it'll be this year. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it, you're, I think you're right. Like a Houston or a Texas tech, you could see in the final four, right? I mean, we have seen that in the recent past, but uh, it is mostly ones and two seeds. And yet the overall one seed this year being Gonzaga hasn't won in eight years, hasn't won the whole thing in eight years. So it's so, so bizarre. It's what makes it the greatest, right? It really is, is the best. And it's as good an indicator as any as to who the best team is. I argue with uh, friends about this, but you go sport to sport, you know, you're mostly going to get a one or a two seed, a top four or five team in, in all the land winning it. Yeah. I mean, I, I tend to look at the NFL that, that, you know, I don't know when this happened, when they expected a guy in my position to be able to pick these games and tell you <laughs> who's going to win. I can tell you how the game's going to be played and what right. to look for and all What are the keys? But I, if I knew who's going to win, I'd be in Vegas right now and I'd, I'd quit my job and just do that. Um, but, but, you know, I look at the NFL and, and all the NFL analysts, the guys that are sitting in, in a similar chair to mine, you know, they're all wrong on who's going to win those games. Nobody knows who's going to win a competition and, and we've never known. Uh, but, but there's so much interest in this now that people want to know. So, so you try to point to here, here's a, here's a, an upset that could happen. So mm-hmm. look at this, um, and point to that kind of thing. And, but there are sometimes like where the lower seated team is just better. And like, look, I, I think Virginia tech is better than Texas. So I'm picking Virginia Tech in that game. I think they're better. And that's why I think they're going to win. They're the better team. That doesn't mean Texas can't win. But if Texas wins, I think it'll be an upset. And I think actually Virginia Tech will be favored in that game. Well, the good news is there's zero accountability in this business. So you could scream your head off about Virginia Tech if you want, um, winning the uh, cutting down the nets. And uh, and if it doesn't happen, I, I guarantee they'll have you on next week. I don't, I don't think I lo- that'll change. I love I love zero accountability. I love low standards and zero accountability. <laughs> it it's great. Uh, speaking of cu- uh, cutting down the nets, should excitable 19 year olds with uh, pituitary issues be entrusted with scissors on a ladder or well, is it time to move on to a different tradition? Well, if it weren't sponsored, um, it, ah. even the ladder now is sponsored. It's mm-hmm. like Warner ladders or something. <laughs> so everything, everything's sponsored. There's money changing hands on every, everything. Uh, I, I, I think the greatest thing, if, if Gonzaga wins, so not only will it validate their program and all their final fours and championship games, but Mark Few will get to climb that ladder and then reach as high as he can to get to the bottom of the net. That, that'll be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And now we'll learn if, that Mark Few is afraid of heights and can't do it. I mean, he's been hoping to lose all along. Wouldn't that be something if we saw that? Well, I, I, Mark's a good friend. I tease him all the time about being being short. <laughs> um, so he, he may need a ladder on top of that ladder to get up to the net. Nice. Uh, real quick, your favorite double-digit seed. 
My favorite double, I mentioned Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're a really good double-digit seed. Um, I like Loyola to win their first game uh, because they've got uh, older players. They've been there before, and they can slow the tempo down. They're playing Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then I like Michigan to beat Colorado State. Um, uh, another, another one to look at, because I don't think either team's going to win the next game. Uh, Vermont is very good, but yeah. they play in the America East. Um, and so they're playing Arkansas. Arkansas is better than they are, but because Vermont shoots it so well, they're all seniors. They play a lot of five out motion. That's tough to guard. I think Vermont can, uh, can win that game. Right. All right. That'll be fun. You, you mentioned Loyola Chicago. Should they just make sister Jean a, an assistant coach at this point? Or maybe she takes over for Duke and that'd be something. I, I think it's an NCAA violation because sister Jean has access to higher power. That's true. And, uh, you know, they <laughs> test for, they test for banned substances and all that stuff, but they don't test for, for getting uh, the big man upstairs involved in the outcome. Yeah. So the NCAA has never been able to enforce that. And it's, it's, it's going to be a problem. It doesn't seem fair. You're right. Um, you don't follow anyone on Twitter. Is this, I think it's a good move. You're able to keep your sanity that way. But if you were to follow one person, who would you go with? Uh, probably JLo or Beyonce. Yeah. Um, but I only do that because it, I've maintained it, but I only do that because when I first got on Twitter, I didn't know how it worked. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, my wife was the one that told me to do it. And so I got on there and I, I was looking at mentions or something and somebody started calling me out where you don't, do you think you're good, too good to follow anybody? And I responded saying yes. And uh, just made a big joke out of it. So it's, uh, that joke is, uh, <laughs> has continued till now. It's good. It's solid. It's kind of like having a winning streak for uh, many, many years with 2 million yeah. <laughs> followers, but uh, following nobody. All right. Last question. Will you cry at one shining moment when they show Coach K? I don't know. Um, I might. It depends on how his season ends. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, like I'm always happy for whomever wins and I really don't care who wins. But when he, whenever his last game is, when he goes into his post-game press conference, I, I think it's going to be an emotional, ex, you know, experience for him certainly, and then I think for 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 those of us that know him so well, watching it, uh, I don't. The finality of it, it, it still hasn't hit me. Like when they lost in the ACC tournament, I knew there was more coming. So uh, I'll be interested to see how, what he says, how he handles it. And, uh, and I'll be interested to see how, like I cry a lot at movies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I, I, I've never cried at a press conference. Uh, so, you know, that'll be, that'll be a test of, uh, you know, a test of my emotional state probably. All right. I am going to take that as a yes. I think they're going to be <laughs> hearing your wailing all the way from Rolling Hills Estates, <laughs> old stomping grounds, but uh, it won't make me think any less of you as a man. I got to be honest. Uh, you probably couldn't think any less of me. It's not possible. <laughs> no, that's not true. You're the best. Jay Billis, thanks for coming on ESPN. Check him out. He has a very, very busy two and a half weeks coming on. Uh, coming up. I appreciate it, pal. Thanks for having me. Great to be with you. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na.